Welcome to the RYM Student Podcast, helping you fit God's truth into your life. Reflecting on biblical truth is vital for the life of the believer. We hope this podcast will encourage you in your walk with Jesus. The following was recorded at one of Reformed Youth Ministries conferences. The audio might not be clear, but the message is. We hope you enjoy it. It also makes sense logically. Limited atonement sounds like a scary word, right? Limited? Jesus' atonement is limited in some way? But here's the thing. Everyone limits the atonement in some way. Everyone limits the atonement in some way. Calvinists, or the people who believe in Tulip, limit the atonement in terms of scope. Okay? Jesus died for a particular people. So horizontally it's, li- it's limited because it's not everyone. But vertically, it's unlimited in the sense that vertically, I mean by your sins, like it's not just it's not just some of your sins that Jesus died for and you've got to kind of like atone for the rest. It's every single sin all the way down from the biggest to the littlest, including unbelief. Including unbelief. The Arminian has to limit the atonement in a different way. An Arminian is just someone, you know, who would, right, he would say this in your packet. Christ's redeeming work made it possible for everyone to be saved, but did not actually secure the salvation of anyone. The Arminian has to limit the atonement in this sense. He doesn't limit it horizontally. Jesus died for everyone in general, but he has to limit it vertically. Jesus can't have died for every single possible sin. Because if Jesus died for every single sin of every single person, then everyone would be saved, right? If Jesus died for every single sin of every single person, everyone would be saved. Because God can't send, he can't, he's not going to punish people for sins that have already been forgiven. He's not going to punish people, that's the double jeopardy argument. God's not going to punish people for sins that have been forgiven in Jesus. That's, that would be against, like, talk about fairness, that would be breaking kind of like the fairness of the way that God has set up the world. You don't break the fairness of the way that God set up the world and God gives mercy because God is allowed to give mercy. He's not going to punish people twice. He's not going to punish his son and then punish you again. So here's the kind of like three ways of thinking about this. John Owen, an English Puritan, says this. Christ, here's three options. Christ died for all the sins of all men, which would mean that every single person is saved. Or Christ died for some of the sins of all men which would mean that no one is saved. Or, Christ died for all the sins of some men, which means that those whom he died for are actually saved. Okay? So, if you take, most people will take option two on this one. Christ died for some of the sins of all men. But you, you have a problem with this. We have a problem with this if we take this option. This means that Jesus' death was not a perfect sacrifice, right? It didn't fully cover the rest of your sins, and it didn't fully secure your salvation. For me, it's inconceivable. It's inconceivable that we would say that Jesus came to the cross and died for everyone, but, but because not all are saved, he actually didn't secure salvation for anyone. Why? Because he would have then made 99 steps towards us, and the real game-changer decider is your faith that comes to him. That's the real decider then in the Arminian position. But then you still got a problem because, because you have to ask the question, well, isn't unbelief sin? Yeah, unbelief sin all over the scripture. So 
Jesus didn't die for the sin of unbelief, but I still, but I have to come to Jesus and have faith. Like, who's going to forgive the unbelief? Does God just do it by divine fiat? No, he can't just kind of snap his fingers and forgive something like that. The only way that God forgives is because Jesus dies for sin. So it's like all these problems. So how exactly then do you propose God to deal with those sins that you still have? Retroactively claim that Christ's death paid for them. Say that your good works outweigh them. Ask God to ignore them. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense logically. It's a logical argument. It's not a biblical argument. But I think it's there and I think it's implied. I think it's a good one. Um, So option three is your only option left, which is what Calvinists say. Jesus' death actually dealt with all the sins of the elect. Jesus actually accomplished your salvation. This also comports with the biblical evidence. Hebrews 9.12, He entered once for all the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. Jesus actually secured redemption for his people. Here's the other way that the Arminian view is limited. You have to then say that God has a general love for everyone, but a particular love for no one. God has a general love for everyone, but a particular love for no one. Why am I saying that? Because God just kind of throws out life jackets. Jesus' death then becomes God throwing out life jackets to people. And the real kicker is who's going to put this life jacket on. Let me, let's, let, let, me, uh, let me expand this illustration. Okay. If Jesus came to die for kind of everyone with no one in particular, then here's what he did. He makes salvation possible by throwing out life jackets to drowning people. And then the real thing is that you've got to stick that life jacket on and you've got to swim to Jesus. So Jesus, yeah, like without Jesus, you wouldn't be saved, right? So Jesus makes 99 steps towards you, but you've got to make the deciding step. Now, that sounds okay as far as it goes. we got another problem, though. Remember that big old T? What's the problem? with this illustration. Yeah, you ain't drowning in the water. You dead under the water. Right? No life jacket is going to save Bob when she's dead under the water. No life jacket is going to save you because you are dead in your sins. So Jesus throwing out life jackets to people will not help anyone. Jesus dying in general for people will not help anyone. Jesus has to jump in the water, pull you out in particular, bring you up, set you on dry land, and make you alive. He's got to do that, or else no one would be saved. Jesus secured an eternal redemption. For more information on RYM Student Conferences, visit rym.org forward slash conferences.